We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me right now, Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee. And we are going to talk to you first about our friends over at Lamb Chops. SGLambchops.com is a website. Follow them on Instagram at SGLambchops. Our favorite clothing brand, the best clothing brand, the official clothing brand of Candlestick Chronicles. Use promo code Candlestick20 for 20% off your order. Get a dope-ass shirt like the one Chris is wearing right now. The Lamb Chops script on the gray with the black lettering. Looks nice. Heavy. Quality t-shirt. Not one of those ones that you throw out in the wash once and it's destroyed. It goes for all their all their stuff. I got lamb chop stuff with me. I'm wearing lamb chop shorts right now. I'm not going to show you on the video stream, though, because showing you my shorts would be weird. So I'm going to skip that. We we love our lamb chop stuff, particularly in the fall. It's it's mm. great when that, that cool, crisp fall air starts hitting us and you want just like a little bit beefier of a, of a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the hoodies, the sweats, everything's phenomenal. And uh, so shout out to lamb chops. It's hoodie season, maybe. Well, it's getting there. Not Sacramento, Sacramento at, at the moment is really struggling to adopt hoodie season. It you, right, it slid toward it, and then now it's it's back out. But hoodie season is when you can wear a hoodie year round. It's not just once you can wear a hoodie at some point during the day. Right. It's it's all day hoodie. That's when hoodie season starts. So it's coming. If it's not here yet, maybe you live where it is here. And if it is, get to sglambchops.com right now to get yourself. An awesome hoodie or some shorts or some joggers, whatever. It's all there. Use promo code Candlestick20. Get 20% off your order today. We're also sponsored by Cooperage Brewing. Visit cooperagebrewing.com. Order a case of Candlestick Chronicles. Get it sent to your door. Be the envy of all your friends. Maybe you give some to your friends. Maybe you're a good guy. I give out Candlestick Chronicles all the time. I have some in my fridge now. I've been drinking it since our live event a couple weeks ago. Um, phenomenal as always the can is sweet uh if you want to be the envy of all your friends at the tailgate or even provide your friends with an awesome hazy ipa for your tailgate and it just so happens to be basically 49ers themed unofficially um do that like check it out you can see you can see the logo behind me it's it's literally candlestick park uh (laughs) it's the the can is amazing i can pull can pull a design yeah i think everyone's familiar but um yeah candlestick Chronicles, Hazy IPA, Cooperage, and all their other beers, particularly their their uh, pale ales, their IPAs, their hazies. I mean, their stouts an award winner. 
their pills is always good. Like everything they make is good. So shout out to our good, good friends at Cooperage. Cooperagebrewing.com. You click beers, you click order now, and they will send a case of beer. Whatever beer that you order, they'll send a case of it right to your front door. The best way to acquire beer. Highly recommend doing it. Cooperage Brewing. Cooperagebrewing.com. Rockland New Era just dominating the comments right now. You yeah, said you no, can uh, go to Hop Asylum in Brentwood for uh, for the Cooperage beer. So check them out. Shout out. If you're in the yep. area. All right. East Bay, stand up. 925. What's good? All right. Uh, let's. Uh, we have a couple of, of 49ers-related NFL-adjacent topics to, to dive into. So let's do that now. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Kittle in Denver territory! Kittle is gonna go! Touchdown! Bosa's well, got him in a second back inside the 30-yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13-yard loss. Quick pass caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in! Touchdown! Hey, before we get to that, I had Cuban coffee for the first time today. Are you wired? Extremely. <laughs> like, I am, I can, I am going to take over the world, bro. Woiled? Yeah. Woiled? Apparently it makes me talk like a 1930s mobster. Yeah, I'm sure. to take over the world. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it, really good. I think I had a... Back when I used to shop at Whole Foods more regularly, I would stop in there and get lunch. Um, and they would have, I think it was Vietnamese iced coffees. Oh, also really and good. And those, th- I would be so wired. Like, if I if if I was tired at all before going to cover and write about the 49ers, knowing I had to do a story in a notebook and all that, back in the good old days, um, <laughs> I, would need a, I would need a Vietnamese iced coffee. And man, that I would go from zero to hundred miles an hour, like to the point where I would like feel weird. Like if I was, I, I would easily get over caffeinated. So I've, I've had to dial it back in the years since, but I know, I know the feeling you're talking about. And the Vietnamese iced coffee from, from Whole Foods is really, really good. It's that condensed milk with the, with the coffee, just superb. Um, all right. Enough coffee talk. I was looking at the Niners schedule and just kind of looking ahead and seeing what was coming because they've won 14 in a row now, right? And if they get to 15 in a row, they will tie the franchise record for consecutive regular season victories, which is bananas. But I was trying to look and go, hey, when when are they going to lose? If they beat the Cowboys, when is when is the loss coming? And it feels like the Browns game is maybe a little more daunting than we thought it was going to be before the season. But then you go look at the Vikings after that, they stink. Then you have the Bengals after that, who you pointed out before the pod are last in the AFC right now. Just yeah. By conference the... record tiebreaker, they are a bunch of one and three teams, but because they're winless in the AFC they're they've raced to the bottom. Yeah. So the Bengals just aren't very good because Joe Burrow's banged up and their offense is a mess. And then it's the Jags who I thought were going to be maybe like a breakout team. And through four weeks, they've just been fine. They got waxed at home by the Texans, who are a little better than than we thought they might be. But losing by 17 or whatever it was at home to the Texans is not a good look for for the Jags. So I just I just kind of started going through and I'm like, man, I don't know if the Niners' schedule is hard anymore. And given how good the Niners have looked, 
Yeah, like, for, I think they're just clearly better than a lot of these teams. Those those teams you mentioned certainly are a little bit worse than anticipated. And there was also we talked about it before the season started. Sharp football analysis does a thing where they they evaluate rest uh, versus opponents when when it comes to strength of schedule. And the 49ers were last in the league in terms of having 20 fewer rest days than their opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that was because the Niners play uh, a league high four games against teams coming off their bye, including next week against the Browns, um, which will be obviously really interesting. There, there are going to be a few factors that make that one a really tough spot for the Niners, I, I would say, because not only do you have what should be a really competitive and physical game this week against the Cowboys, um, you do have to travel to Cleveland. It is a 10 a.m. start. And the Browns are coming off a bye week. And the Browns probably have, we've said it before, one of the three best defenses in the league. So that'll be tough. The next game coming off for an opponent coming off a bye is week eight at the Bengals. Sorry, Bengals at home. That's October 29th. Niners have their bye, and then they play at Jacksonville. And the thing is with that game is their bye week advantage is is almost negated by the fact that the Jaguars are also coming off their bye. Mm. Um, so that's, that's, that's interesting. The Jags are two and two. I'm not, I'm not completely selling the idea that they could be as good or if not better than they were last year, it still is relatively early, but losing at home to Houston with a rookie quarterback is obviously problematic, but Houston again, might be just a lot better than, than a lot of us anticipated. And then the other game where their opponent is coming off a bye is week 15 at Arizona. Mm. Um, Niners still should win that game. And the one thing they do have going for them going into that one is the game previously is Thanksgiving against Seattle. That's obviously a Thursday night game. So they'll have a quote unquote mini buy um, going uh, into that one. That's not right. The Seattle game is week 12. Then they're at Philly. Oh, excuse me. I'm looking. Yeah. No, you're right. Okay. Birds. So negate that. So many birds. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the wrong part of the schedule. Yeah. So they don't. Niners don't get any advantage there. They 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 play at Arizona week 15. That's December 17th. Week 14 is December 10th against Seattle at home. Um, I was mm. mixing up those dates. So yeah. Um yeah, the Niners do get do get the rough end of some of the scheduling stuff, but to your point, given how good they've looked and how bad some of these other teams have looked, other teams that we thought would be better than they are, at least through four weeks. Mm. The schedule does look like it's it's a little bit easier, but that being said, watch them like drop three in a row. <laughs> right, it just <laughs> it seems they shouldn't. Like that's just how it goes. Like nothing. The NFL is so weird. The the NFL is weird in that so much unexpected stuff can happen. And that like any team is an injury away from from a losing streak. So, sure, yeah, no, no doubt. It it feels like though, just with the ebbs and flows of an NFL season, and and you see so many teams, you know, start out hot, and then I mean, look at Miami. They score 70 points in week three and then get waxed in week four. Like, it's just kind of how it goes. It wouldn't shock me at all if the Niners beat the Cowboys and and, and maybe beat them, like, like pretty good, just kind of control that game and look like the better team. And then there's this national blow-up of, like, the 49ers are the best team in the NFL, and, oh, my God, look at them go. And then they lose to Cleveland next week with Cleveland coming off their bye and Cleveland's defense playing really well. Like, yeah. That just wouldn't – that. I mean, they should beat them, but – like I said, given the ebbs and flows of an NFL season and you can't just predict like, oh, that's the better team they're going to win. That feels like a, I, I don't like the spot for the 49ers there. 
it's don't it's, lo- don't love the spot in week seven or week six. <laughs> it's definitely a tough spot, but the one thing that the Forty ers do have going for them is like the type of team that they are, the type of uh, the, the type of balance that they have, right? Like, what's the thing with defense? Defense always travels, right? Like mm-hmm. they are not, they are not it also a team. wins championships. I've heard. Yeah. Defense can also win championships. That's, <laughs> that's what sauces are saying. Um, but the, the thing is with them is if the offense, like if they were a team that relied heavily, so heavily on their offense to put up 30 points that they, they have to score 30 points to win every week, like some other great teams that we've seen in the last few years, Mm-hmm. then that's when up like you're more prone to have games like let down games where you go lose to somebody like Cleveland or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. But even if the, the Browns hold the Niners to 14 points offensively, there's still a pretty good chance that the Niners defense does something similar to Cleveland, which I sure. think is why, and we can transition into the NFC power ranking conversation, which mm-hmm. I think that's, that's probably why the 49ers are the best team in the league right now, mm-hmm. because you know, they have a top five offense and a top five defense pretty comfortably mm-hmm. by any metric. And like, by like a lot. Yeah. So they're just extremely balanced. And the way the style in which they play is sustainable and travels um, and allows particularly the offense more margin for error. So like, I, mm-hmm. I think as tough as that game can be, I think the 49ers are capable of winning a few different ways whether you know even like last year against the Raiders they need to have a high scoring game um or you know and a, a low scoring game and and their defense dominates and the other team's defense slows down the Niners offense like i think they're the way they're built makes them capable of winning different ways which which is ultimately why i think they're the best team in the NFC do you think they're the best team in the NFC yeah yeah and it may not like i said it's too early to say this it's only week 4 but I'm not sure it's close. Like they might just way be the best team in the NFC, and we'll see. They could they could lose to Dallas, and that could change this conversation entirely. But Dallas lost pretty badly to Arizona. Like they just got they got punked a little bit by Arizona, and you have Philly, who's four and zero, and technically first in the conference right now. But like I haven't I haven't been super impressed at any point by by Philadelphia who went to OT with Washington in, in week four. So I I don't, the Niners have been the most consistently good NFC team and they've just been dominant and the Cowboys, all the peripheral stuff, you know, net touchdowns and, and point differential. They're, they're better than the Niners in point differential, but they beat both New York teams and, and beat the Pats who may or may not be good. So I, I yeah, it's it's San Francisco for me. So what's interesting about it is like I think if if anyone was going to make the argument that the Cowboys or Eagles are better than the 49ers because of their quarterback, I would point <laughs> to the numbers and like I, I think it's interesting because you can absolutely have a conversation like who would you rather have, Dak Prescott or Brock Purdy? Who would you rather have Dak, um Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy? The answer right now, in terms of pure talent, is probably the other guys who you would have over Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. But I would point out, and you know, obviously the 49ers, the the situation and the skill position guys that they have factors into how well Brock Purdy's playing. Mm-hmm. But Brock Purdy leads the NFL in QBR and passer rating. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's statistically better than Dak Prescott basically in every category. And Brock Purdy did outplay Dak Prescott in that playoff game last year. Um, also, Dak's yards per attempt, not yards per attempt, but average depth of target this season is 6.2 yards. That's yeah. really, really low. Yeah. Intended air yards. So Jalen Hurts hucks it deep a lot. Like that's right, really that's just a, their offense. That's that's what their offense is. But I really like like I'm not a huge advanced metrics guy, but one stat I do like that's growing on me a lot is success rate. Mm-hmm. And success rate is um, you know, pro football reference has it as a sex a, a successful pass gains at least forty percent of the yards required for a first down. A sixty percent of the yards required on second down and a hundred percent on third or fourth down. Uh, the denominator is pass attempts plus time sack. So it's ba- it's basically like, are you staying ahead of the chains? Like the anti bling yeah. Gabbard, right? It's it's are you <laughs> <laughs> are you getting uh, are you being efficient in the way you're operating? And obviously, this is a function of the 49ers offense too. But it mm-hmm. also speaks to how well Brock Purdy's playing. Brock Purdy's second in the NFL in success rate. The only guy higher in success rate is Tua Tagovailoa. You have Brock Purdy second, Josh Allen third, Lamar Jackson fourth. Jimmy Garoppolo, there's some Jimmy Garoppolo numbers that like really jump off the page, um, which is kind of wild for a guy who has (laughs) five touchdown passes to six interceptions. I think that's still the most in the league. It looks (laughs) like it is. Um, But again, Brock Purdy hasn't turned the ball over yet. Um, Mm -hmm. He's still... You know, he his his five touchdown passes are twelfth in the league. That's not great. His yardage, you'd think, oh, Brock Purdy plays for like a run first team. He's eighth in the NFL, just in overall yardage. Mm-hmm. Um like, you know, the all the efficiency metrics say that Brock Purdy is having a better season than Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. And again, mm-hmm. I'm not saying Brock Purdy's more talented than those guys, but when you look at quarterbacks in the NFC overall, like if you're if you're doing power rankings and you're trying to figure out which team is the best and you come back to, you know, the, the quarterback position being the tiebreaker, I think a lot of people would default to Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts being better than Brock Purdy purely from a talent perspective. But man, you can, it's, it's a really hard case to make statistically. Like you have to go back beyond this season to, to make that case. So like, you know, you talk about success rate, Brock Purdy's second in the league. Jalen Hurts is 25th. Like, he's mm. behind Gardner Minshew. He's just ahead of Jordan Love and Justin Fields, right? Like yeah, Hurts hasn't been great this year. He hasn't been great. And you can you watch them, and their passing game just seems off. It's not great. Um, I'm trying I'm to definitely... find back on here. I'm definitely, I'm definitely giving a little bit of, of leeway to Philly because they have a new offensive coordinator. Sure. And... Over the last two years, we've seen the 49ers start out slow and and turn it on late in the year. It wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if Philly kind of does that. But so far, it's I think it just all comes down to perception with with Purdy still, and this idea that like, he's very clearly elevating their offense, and that I I don't know what to tell anybody who thinks that's not the case. Like it's just it's it's his ability to complete throws in that intermediate area that we talk about all the time. But then he's also been really good on, on throws 20 plus yards down the field. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't know what else he needs to do at this point. And I don't want to turn this into a big Brock Purdy thing, but I think that's the, I think that's the, the hangup that anybody has who's going to try and say, Oh, well Dallas or Philly 
are are the better team in the NFC. I think it's or you can even I mean you can even go across the NFL. You can look at Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or whoever. I I, I think that's the hang up is the quarterback position still, and people look yeah. at Brock Purdy and they go, oh well they're going to run into the same ceiling they ran into with Jimmy Garoppolo. I I thought that might be the case before this year. I said it all the time. But watching him this year, he's very clearly getting better. Our buddy Nick Wagner, our favorite cast member, wrote about it in ESPN and had a ton of good stats in there about how Brock Purdy is progressing and becoming better as a quarterback. And I just think based on what we've seen from him this year, I don't think you can use the quarterback thing as an excuse, not an excuse, as a as a, as a a knock against the 49ers anymore if you're, if you're trying to put them down the NFL or the NFC power rankings. Like it just doesn't, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. <laughs> Right. There's no there's no evidence that that says I mean whether you watch or you're looking at numbers there's just no evidence to point to to go oh see the quarterback plays isn't good enough. At some point they're going to run into a ceiling. If they're averaging 33 points a game when he starts. Right. So pull this up for for the live streamers who want to see it. This is from Nick's Nick's story. Um quarterback rating this season 84.8 first in the NFL. Is Number from last season is rookie year, 68.8. It was fourth. Completion percentage, 72.3. It was third. This year, or sorry, this year, it's 72.3. Last year, 67.4, which was sixth. Um, completion percentage over expectation, 5.2. was eighth in the league. Uh, last year, zero, so it was 11th. So he basically completed <laughs> all the passes he was supposed to complete and missed on you, all the ones you he was supposed to miss. You love CPOE. You're becoming I, a big CPOE guy. I just, I don't get it. Like... <laughs> I, I just don't understand how that what the expectation is, but whatever. Point is, he's he's eighth in the league this year. Pass yards per game eighth again, fourteenth last year. Yards per attempt nine point one, which is like a phenomenal number. And second last year was eight point four. Yeah. No interceptions. Quarterback points above replacement. He's third. Last year he was fifth. Um, expected points added per dropback. EPA per dropback. He's first in the NFL after being second last year. Right. So like pretty good. He is legitimately getting better. Um, and so, you know, there was plenty of reasons to wonder, you know, was this sustainable? And you see it all the time, right? Even like, you know, when teams have when opponents have full off seasons to prepare for quarterbacks, so often it's hard for those quarterbacks to replicate the level of success they had in their second, third seasons because mm-hmm. teams figure out their tendencies. And we just haven't really seen that with Brock Purdy. And that's not to say, again, that Brock Purdy is not in a perfect situation with a great play caller and offensive designer and great targets to throw to. But to ignore how well he's playing within those confines is missing a substantial reason why the 49ers are as good as they are. Right. I think if you like if you're a Cowboys fan and you're going into it saying we have the better quarterback. Like maybe you do like maybe three years from now or four years from now when Brock Purdy has the same sample size that we can all evaluate that Dak Prescott has, maybe it'll Mm -hmm. fall back to earth a little bit. But if you want to go on how these guys are playing this season, I do not believe that the Cowboys have the advantage at quarterback over the 49ers right now, just purely on the way this season has gone and the way these guys are playing. I don't think you can make a good case for Dak Prescott having a better season than Brock Purdy is. And so, and, and again, people are going to try to divorce the quarterback from the situation 
And yeah, maybe Dak would be better with the 49ers and Brock Purdy would be worse with the Cowboys. <laughs> but it doesn't sure. matter because sure. that's not it's not a thing. Like that's not right. it's not a thing that's gonna happen. We don't they're have not gonna, to talk we don't have to talk about quarterbacks that way because it's never going to happen. They're never they're never just gonna they, trade places. And so it's kind of a pointless way to evaluate it because what's gonna what happens on Sunday is gonna be with Dak Prescott on the Cowboys and Brock Purdy on the 49ers because those are the teams it. they play for. That's it. Yeah. Well, if Dak Prescott was with Kyle Shanahan, he's not. Like, so what? You don't know how that would go. You don't know how that would go. Hey, it's Kyle Madsen with Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. And I'm here to talk to you about my new favorite thing about football season. And that's prize picks. It's daily fantasy sports, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's easy, exciting. And that's my two favorite things to have in daily fantasy football. It's... There's quick withdrawals. It's easy gameplay. There's so many selections of players and stat types that make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And I know you're probably worried about like daily fantasy sports. Oh, there's pros and there's sharks and there's all these people that dedicate their lives to just winning a daily fantasy. Well, no, no, no. This is just you. You pick more than or less than on two to six players to create an entry. And those two to six players, you pick more than or less than on their stat projections. And then you watch the winnings roll in. It is so easy, and PrizePix offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. It's like Taco Tuesday, where every Tuesday, PrizePix discounts select player projections up to 25%. That gives you even more value. And my very favorite part of all of this, PrizePix offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. So go to prizepix.com slash candlestick and use code candlestick for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash candlestick and use code candlestick for a first deposit match up to $100. You can jump in and get Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, George Kittle. Slam the more than and root like heck for those guys to go more than those projections. It's, I'm telling you, it's the very best way to consume football. So prizepicks.com slash candlestick and use code candlestick for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. We're going to talk about our favorite brand, Lamb Chops. SGLambchops.com. You can follow them on Instagram at SGLambchops. They're a Minnesota-based fashion brand founded in 2012. And they are now our favorite brand, the official brand of Candlestick Chronicles. Comfort, quality, style. Check, check, check. Those three boxes, if those are the things you're looking for in your clothing, um, mm-hmm. can't recommend Lamb Chops enough. I'm wearing a pair of mesh shorts right now. They're yeah. extremely comfortable, What's extremely the stylish. Uh, these are the these are the werewolves. Um, Where, I think they're just regular wolves. Well, they're wolves. I mean, they look like. People. Do you believe those wolves transform into people? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're no, you're right. Maybe they do. <laughs> I mean, we don't know that they don't. Yeah, you can't prove that they're not that. <laughs> um, we'll have to ask. We'll have to ask our guys. But this is regular wolves. Okay, fair enough. Um, extremely comfortable, high quality. I've I've worn them, warm to Disneyland. The zippered pockets on the shorts, the best. phenomenal. The best. The joggers, phenomenal. The, the hoodies, phenomenal. Great. It's all great stuff. Yeah, they got t-shirts, hoodies, shorts. Any season, Lamb Chops has got something for you, whether you want the loud and flashy, whether you're more into the understated styles, Lamb Chops is going to have something for you. So go to sglambchops.com right now 
and use promo code CANDLESTICK20 to get 20% off your order to check out some of those styles when they are released. Follow them on Instagram at SG Lamb Chops. The brand emphasizes attention to detail and premium quality. It's reflected in the Lamb Chops brand cleaver logo and custom cut and fit for each piece. The brand's mission is to lead the herd with original and high quality clothing. Check and check. They offer one-of-a-kind clothing options from unique statement pieces to everyday essentials. Use promo code CANDLESTICK20 at LambChops.com today. No, I... um. No, I'm I'm with you, man. I, I get the idea of trying to to put quarterbacks in a vacuum and and rank them and talk about them that way. But I mean, it's not it'd be the best quarterback league. It's win the Super Bowl, and Brock Purdy is putting his team in a better position right now to win a Super Bowl than Dak Prescott is, and that includes running backs and receivers and offensive designer. Like the Niners just have an advantage as a team because Kyle Shanahan is is a significantly better coach than Mike McCarthy is just from a schematic standpoint and from a game management standpoint and a play calling standpoint. So that by itself gives the Niners a huge advantage, but then you get into, Hey, how does the quarterback work within that ecosystem? And Brock Purdy works within the ecosystem way better than Dak Prescott does. Like that's just, yeah. So let's go through, we, we name this, we name this, you know, why the Niners should be on top of the NFC power rankings. Obviously, we think the roster's the best in the league, or at least I do. I think it's the best in the NFC. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just made the case that Brock Purdy is having a better season, at least statistically, than Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts, right? Mm-hmm. So who, who would your second best team in the NFC be? It's the Eagles still. Yeah. I, I still I, I saw enough from them last year, and I, I think their coaching staff is good enough that eventually they're going to be they're going to be better in week 14 than they are in week four. So I, I, I still think it's Philly. And then you talk about talented rosters like there, theirs is right up there with the 49ers. Is this uh the Kevin Jones hopping in the chat? I hope so. CEO Kevin Jones. Shout out to Kevin Jones. If it is, um, Kyle is currently on that's vacation. This, podcast that's the CEO so. watching me working on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Raising no, uh, coming. This is this is hardly work. No, uh so yeah, it it's Philly, it's Philly two for me. And then I think it's Dallas three. I think. Yeah, I'm with you. I just think their are defense we, is that good. Are we putting the Lions in the conversation? So USA Today Sports, the reason the the reason this this popped into my brain is because I was I was looking at the USA Today power rankings, as I do every week. And they put the Lions fifth over the Chiefs. It's Niners one, Bills two, Eagles three, which I actually I think I agree with right now. And then four was the Cowboys, and then five was the Lions. Are the Lions better than the Chiefs? This is what I don't get. This is what I don't get. <laughs> I don't no I, I shouldn't say that because They did no, they did beat them in week one. No, I know that. I know that. It just It took a million we're, drops. We're all aboard we're all aboard the the Lions, I almost said Tigers, we're all aboard the Lions bandwagon because their offense is fun and awesome. It's Jared Goff, dude. Like, if you, I, I feel like if you have, and I'm not saying anybody, you know, it's necessarily said this, but it's just, it's funny that the Lions get this like, oh, hey, look at the Lions. Look how good the Lions are. When Jared Goff is their quarterback, kind there's no talk about the weapons. of the Brock Purdy thing. Yeah, there's no talk about the weapons or the offensive play call or anything like that. It's just like, wow, look how good the Lions offense is. It's like, yeah, that's how it should be talked about. The Lions offense is really good. And that's the that's the extent of it. And their defense is playing really well right now. 
The Lions are good, dude. I'm in on the Lions. Yeah, I think the Lions are, are quite comfortably, honestly, the fourth best team in the NFC. I would go Niners, Eagles, Cowboys, Lions. And I then beyond it. that, I don't God, know. is it Seattle? I know I think Tampa's 3-1, but I don't think I buy Tampa. I think that I think there's the top four teams and then a pretty considerable drop drop off from you know Detroit. Although Seattle did beat Detroit. Yeah, kind of handily. In Detroit. So maybe Seattle's oh, better than we're giving them credit for. I don't know. I'm not it's hard for me to buy Seattle, like take them seriously. But maybe they're closer. Maybe they're closer to that four discussion than, than we're giving them credit for. But I don't like I'm not huge on Atlanta. They're two and two. The Rams, I think, are a team that's like better than the sum of their parts right now. Um, and a lot of that's Matt Stafford. But like again, when we talked about this, I think before the show, like we talk about Matt Stafford like always having a great season. Mm-hmm. He has more picks than touchdowns. <laughs> he has three touchdown Brutal. passes in four games and five picks. So maybe maybe Brutal. Matt Stafford isn't having the year that at least he, he seemed like he was having. Washington, I think, is probably better than they get credit for. Um, Green Bay, I, I do think they have a talented roster. I have really no idea what to make of Jordan Love. I see some plays where I'm like, oh, that's a really nice play. And I see others like, yeah, this looks like a first-year starter. New Orleans, I'm just out on Derek Carr. have been out on Derek Carr for a while. Here, let's let's do this. Okay. Is there any team not currently in the playoff picture that you think will make the playoffs? So the playoff uh, teams right question. now are, are Philly, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, Detroit, Seattle, Dallas, and Atlanta. I think the team I are, feel best about would be the Rams and then probably Washington after that. As, as getting into the six or seven seed? Yeah, because like, I don't think... I don't think, I don't I think, think Seattle that's... and Dallas are for... Well, Seattle... And then the NFC East second place team is going to be five and six, which basically leaves one playoff spot. Yeah, I like. I think. I think I, think I like the, the Rams. I think I like the Rams because Stafford can go on mm-hmm. a heater and beat anybody. I like New Orleans because their defense is good, and as we established at the top of this, defense wins championships. Is is this with Derek Carr or Jameis as their quarterback? Derek Carr. Yikes. Yeah, I didn't I didn't say they were gonna win the freaking Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm just out. Like, of, I think they're Derek just Carr, a game back of Tampa Bay right now, and I don't think Tampa Bay is that good. I think Derek Carr is the type of quarterback who like his teammates over time are just not gonna have faith in. And I think that's a really tough place to be. Like you would rather have a worse quarterback who your teammates love and will like go fight for than a better quarterback who your teammates like do not think much of or think is kind of soft. Oh, that's fair. That's just my opinion on Derek Carr. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think the bottom of the NFC playoff picture is pretty ugly, but I, I think even still it's imperative for the Niners to get the one seed. I totally agree. And the I only think time the Niners that. have gone to the Super Bowl under Kyle Shanahan has been when they've been the one seed. Yep. So that's, great that's point. not to say they can't win on the road. We've obviously seen them win on the road, but you know, you 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 host a playoff game, wild card weekend. You're putting yourself, you're making yourself susceptible to injuries and all that. Plus, you don't have a bye after a 17 weeks or 17 game schedule. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I like. I don't know. I. 
I think the NFL needs to go to 18 games. Like, I think they probably will within the next few years. And just give every team a second bye. Or do the thing where, I mean, I don't know if they would ever do this, but I think honestly, and I think I've said this before, but the most fair thing to do would be to have basically a first half of the season that's nine weeks for all teams and then mm-hmm. a two-week break in the middle of the season for everybody yeah. and then a, a nine-week second half of the season. Yeah. Because that way you don't do this thing where, oh, this team's coming off a bye and this team has an mm-hmm. advantage because they're more rested. It's like everyone two weeks in the middle of the season and you split the season up nine games and then you just go from there. And obviously the NFL, get rid of the preseason. The NFL is going to do that. They're going to do 18-game season in exchange for grass fields. They're going to be like, okay, we're going to drop injuries by taking out turf and you're all going to play 18 games. I just, so I That's totally what I get it. I totally get the grass fields thing. I particularly for like, out, if you have an outdoor stadium, you have to play on grass. Like that's, that's no question to me. Right. It's pretty hard to grow grass. Like in Minnesota in December and January, like, how are they going to do that? Like, are they going to have a hydroponic system that we haven't seen yet? Because the thing is like, everyone will point to like what real madrid did and if you haven't seen what real madrid did for their grass field it's crazy they basically built like an elevator system and they grow the grass underground like hydroponically like something Mm -hmm. else that's relatively popular in in the california area (laughs) um but and they basically like float it up with this elevator system Mm -hmm. and then slide it over and expand it and it's really crazy but also that feels like a billion dollar project and there, there are going to be some stadiums where that's like physically impossible to do because of the foundations that are built. Sure. Like, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how you can force some places to grow grass indoors. That that's, that would be my one bit of pushback from the idea. Like i I'm fully on board with getting rid of turf overall and absolutely making out all outdoor stadiums have natural grass. I just don't know how you do it in like new Orleans or uh, Minnesota or some of these places where like it's, it's a dome and it wasn't designed to have some sort of grass growing apparatus uh, inside. And maybe they're like hydroponic. Maybe you just wheel out hydroponic lights and you just like grow grass that way. And, And maybe it's easier than I know, but I just, I find it hard to be like, because remember the Texans when you know they know a lot about hydroponics, Chris. I don't. The remember <laughs> when the Texans initially built their stadium, they had grass and they had a retractable roof, but they mm-hmm. went to turf because they had an impossible time maintaining their grass and the surface was so awful. Was it impossible or was it expensive? That's fair. That's my know. question. We should, because if we it's expensive, a... tough shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. The NFL is making too much money to have cost be be the reason. Yeah why like jed york said i think the niners pay like a million dollars a year just to have surface and they and their their grass field is generally considered one of the best in the league a million dollars a year is nothing to an nfl team if that's what it costs then do it i mean all these teams are making two or three hundred million a year in revenue so right it's just light work at least maybe more like half and they're gonna make and if you're going to eight and if you're conceding that for an 18 game schedule like you have another game of gates Yes. Anyways, more TV. Um, okay, so back to the NFC power rankings. Niners are comfortably. I think it's in the really clear one. cut. Niners are pretty comfortably in the number one spot, particularly yeah. if you like take a look at the quarterback play. Um, so I think you and I are in agreement. Philly two, Dallas three, Detroit four. Yeah, 
and then a massive dip. I think Seattle five. I think I'm going to put Seattle five. I think Seattle five, but we do have to keep in mind that Seattle went to Detroit and beat them. Um, but then, like, I would, I think, I mean, I think the Rams are probably better in Atlanta. Mm. Washington, yeah, I just. Desmond I just, Ritter stinks. Desmond Ritter's really bad. Yeah. I think I like Washington more than Atlanta also. Y'all buy that. Sam Howell, I don't know if Sam Howell is good, but my man can take a hit. I've never seen it. CJ Beathard is the last quarterback I saw just stand in and just take a beating and make throws. Although Sam Howell actually makes the throws. Anyways. Minnesota Hydrograss's top shelf from Wally Lama. Sure. I have to ask Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt Kirk Cousins partakes in grass. Um, is Minnesota. So Minnesota is currently one in three. They stink. You're out. The Minnesota. The Minnesota. Like, what am I looking for? Correction. Because they were 13 and four last year. And one, conf- they were like, they were like 12 and one or whatever it was in one score games. It was so dumb how many one score games they won. And now it's just all landing on the other side. They're confirming a lot of priors with the way this season's going. So many priors. Kirk Cousins dude, they punted, leads. They punted before this year, dude. <laughs> Kirk Cousins lead the, leads the league in touchdown passes. Yeah, he he's putting up like an MVP season right now, but they're going to win six games. Daniil Hunter, trade block? <laughs> if the 49ers are going to trade for anybody. <laughs> I was going to, well, I, I know Tristan Wirfs is the name that like comes up because he helps on the offensive line, but there's no... Until I, Tampa's out of it, it, they're not. There, there's right, no reason for that. Right, Tampa's three and one, and they're leading their division. But man, Daniel Hunter, the Vikings were shopping him this offseason. He's on a one year deal. Trade for him, you have him for half a season. He goes and gets nine sacks for you in the half a season in the playoffs. Would you trade? Would if you're if you're John Lynch? One, two, three. Okay, would you trade a first-round pick for Brian Burns? No. Has That's not shade Brian yet? Burns. No. Brian Burns is awesome, but he needs to get paid. He's on his fifth-year contract, so he hasn't gotten paid yet. Right. So you, any trade you're making, you're trading for a rental. And I'm not trading him first for a rental. Not yeah, with all he's, those. Under, he's unrestricted after the season, so you're, you're yeah. looking at a rental. I think if you can go get Daniel Hunter for like a third, I think you do it. Yeah, that's fair. I think the Giants but would trade Andrew Thomas. He's isn't he bad? Isn't he bad at football? No, Andrew Thomas is good. He's just been hurt. He, oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe. I just I I'm I'm the Niners just tackle. have too many. They're gonna have too many holes coming in terms of just guys leaving over the next couple of years because they're not gonna be able to afford to keep them. That I just don't think you can shell out first or second round picks for rentals. Andrew Thomas just got paid uh five years hundred and seventeen and a half million dollars. He's been in the league that long? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I thought Andrew was... Thomas was like in year three. <laughs> he is in year three. Wait, what? no, he's in year four. 
He signed. So he got paid immediately. He got paid as soon as he could have gotten paid. Okay. So cap hits of 23, 20, and 20, and then a potential out in 2027. So if the Giants really fall off, I mean, they're probably not going to. Not going to trade him, I mean. They might fall off, but they might just keep Andrew Thomas. Um, yeah, they made the, the fact that they made the playoffs last play year and they, right just paid, and they just paid Daniel Jones, I think they're committed to trying to trying to win quickly there. Doesn't look great. The Vikings, though, they're punting everything. Yeah. So. Um. All right. Let's get got it. Any, got anything else? I'm all done. We'll do. We'll do Niners Cowboys a deeper dive preview. Um, either tomorrow or Thursday for either Thursday or Friday. Um, or live on on YouTube. Either way, it'll be live. Um, we appreciate everyone subscribing to the YouTube channel who has. Um, if you're listening to our feed, you could find us on YouTube, these live streams, uh, just search candlestick chronicles podcast. You'll see us pop up. Um, and if you subscribe on the podcast forums, we love a five-star review. Um, yeah, and on do. YouTube, you know, thumbs up, subscribe, notification bell, all those things are, are great for the algorithms. Um, and that helps us, helps us out a lot, supports the channel. So that's all really important. And, yes. uh, we appreciate everyone, um, Everyone who's, you know, hanging out with us live, it's pretty cool to see the numbers growing and growing. So, and the chat popping off. Shout out to yeah, everyone yeah. in the chat. Love that. Big fan of the chat. All right. All right. You you go enjoy Florida and your vacation and wherever. I'm going to go drink so many Trulies right now, bro. Oh, you're getting after with the Trulies? Yeah. Great. It doesn't um, make me, but I, I feel like I get bloated when I drink a lot of like beer or something. So, great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go drink some Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA. Shout out to Cooperage. Um, That's the problem is I don't have any Candlecron with me. Yeah, you couldn't travel with it? No. You are outside the state of California, so it, no. it is difficult. And coming to Florida, I didn't know what their laws were, so I wasn't trying to be made an example of. Yeah, I hear you. All right, man. Um, Ron DeSantis is going to look at my Twitter feed and realize I'm an enemy of the state. <laughs> you shouldn't say that on, on the internet live um, <laughs> anyway hopefully Kyle makes it back soon <laughs> and safe <laughs> and doesn't it's get... fine <laughs> it's fine okay we will we will talk to you guys later in the week preview Niners Cowboys appreciate everybody hanging with us see you guys later bye